You're very welcome back. It's the Jack McDonald Show here, Friday, December the 3rd. We've got a lot to get to. I apologize for not being here last week. I had a small matter of 60-year tests to get to. Those have been somewhat dealt with, so now we can get back to the real stuff, which is Joe Duffy, bungalows, Christy Moore telling people to F off, and Ryan Tuberty's incredible toy show. On top of that, we will be speaking in a few moments' time to Keen O'Mahony. Keen, you will know him from It's All About the Bunda. He undoubtedly has the most viral moment in TikTok, in Irish TikTok, of 2021. So we're going to be speaking to him about the Bunda and a lot of other things. That's about 10 or 15 minutes. Really excellent chat with Keen. He's all the way down in Cork and he was you know, gracious enough to give us his time. Well, as I say, before we get to Keen, there is a wealth of stories to get to. Everything from Joe Duffy to people being snowed in and uh, a very interesting situation happening in Britain. Firstly, I suppose we have to get to Joe Duffy because, as always, there is mayhem on the Joe Duffy show. I was just thinking about this. Joe Duffy is the Irish equivalent Joe Duffy is the Irish equivalent of world star hip-hop. He just is. Like, there's always a fight going on. On world star hip-hop, of course, you know, you've got fellas from the Bronx hitting each other with Fisher-Price toys. In Ireland, you've got Joe Duffy, Mary and Mark, all from Wexford, kicking off about the Vatican or whatever it is. This week, there was two issues in particular. There was the stamps. God, they were, I, I mean, just outraged by the stamps to get the traditional nativity scene you have to pay two euro and while the listeners of the of of liveline and of the joe duffy show love to make themselves out to be very accepting of other religions they were very clear that catholic is the biggest religion and should be the one euro stamp so that was one of the things but undoubtedly the much bigger much more interesting story was when a ad came out during the toy show for a program basically renovating bungalows. It was called My Bungalow Bliss. And this sent the listeners of the Joe Duffy show into absolute hysterics. And so to bring us along, firstly... 1850-715-815. It's time for a bit of magic. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Live Live. So as I say... Uh, this all the, the magic happens and it goes down and we're going to get to all of it. I've pulled clips. Uh, my dad almost disowned me when I told him that I spent half the day pulling clips of Joe Duffy, but he'll get over it. I'm, hopefully, I'm sure he will. Uh, but on, on that note, firstly, we've got the first clip. This is Patricia. Patricia calls up Joe and she starts off the bidding, essentially, explaining to Joe that she was heartbroken by the ad. Patricia, Patricia's on the line. Patricia, good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon, Joe. How are uh, you? And what did you object to about the ad, My Bungalow Bliss? Well, Joe, I really think somebody needs to challenge this and, and, you know, sit up and have their say. Somebody who has a Bungalow Bliss and somebody who knows all about Bungalow Bliss, somebody who's lived in a Bungalow Bliss for 44 years. So that was Patricia. Uh, as you can tell, she's not happy by the way bungalows have been portrayed. Now, I'll give you the ad as well. Bungalow Bliss, a step-by-step guide by architect Jack Fitzsimons, was full to the brim with easy-to-follow bungalow designs. It became so popular that hundreds of thousands of bungalows appeared almost overnight across our countryside. So as I say, 
Uh, that ad comes out, it sends the listeners of Liveline into hysterics, and then we start to really see it heating up. So Patricia, now she has a reaction to that ad. Patricia, what did you object to there? the sentence that said uh, a bog standard bungalow i did indeed i want to know what you made of it i think it's horrific joe why because it's it's false and it's it's i mean it's, it couldn't be further from the truth and the, the whole thing is just a, a very badly just laid out and really should be pulled off the air the whole thing is just uh, you know uh, an insult to people who did build bungalows and have made beautiful luxury homes out of them now I'm gonna guess that the most that the majority of bungalow owners don't know or give a shit about this program. She uh, so she takes offence anyway, uh, you know, and, and she keeps going on. She doesn't like the term uh, bog standard bungalow. That that is a theme. They really hate that term. They they just d- despise the idea that their bungalow is bog standard. Now Heather. So of course, for a good live line uh, debate and discussion, you need two sides of the people. So Patricia is very pro-bungalow. Well, Heather comes in. She is very anti-bungalow, uh, or, or relatively anti-bungalow, but much too anti-bungalow for Patricia. Um, Heather, good afternoon. Good, a- good afternoon, Joe. Did you, did, did you live in a... In, I grew a, up in a 1970s bungalow, and I now live in a 120-odd-year-old stone farmhouse, and the stone farmhouse is a lot more comfortable, a lot more filled with light, no. How the hell do you end up living in a stone farmhouse as well? Um, yeah. No problem with insulation, mould, anything like that. I don't know what sort of range you'd need to heat the length of the, you know, your modern bungalow. They're very mm. long. That's not true. <laughs> and then in the background you can hear, just hear, that's not true, that's not true. How dare you, how dare you insult the honour of the bungalow. Leave the bungalow alone. And what's great about LiveGuyne is they always leave these people on in the background so they can, you know, weigh in and have a little jive. Danny comes in now, and Danny, I'm, I don't know if, if he wants to marry Patricia, if he's a married man, but certainly I'm sure Patricia would go off with him after this. Danny is very pro-bungalow, and God, Patricia, I don't think she, she's met somebody she likes more in her life. There's no way or the damp or, or the dark. Exactly. Like, uh, I, I built a four-bedroom exactly. um, bungalow from from it. And what do you what do you think of Patricia's objections about this, <laughs> the ad for this new program about bog standard I, I, bungalows and? I was offended by the word bog standard bungalow. Yeah. It's not a bog standard bungalow. Good I raised man. my family Good in it, and Good and they, you know they all got on well health wise. Uh, there was no cold. The one that died in the house, and uh, we we never had any problems with it. It, it. it worked grand for us, and it still works. Good man, yeah, and you can hear him. You can hear it just in the background. Good man, good man. Uh, it's it's just incredible. It is incredible that that man is paid four hundred and fifty grand a year to broadcast that. Uh, just, I mean, absolutely incredible. That's not even that wasn't even one of Joe. Be- well, that probably was one of his one of the best of this week. But I don't think it was even the best of the month. You know, Joe Duffy just has a wealth of these kind of nut jobs calling in. Uh, if you look up Joe Duffy, I was also just doing this for fun. If you look up Joe Duffy on uh, on YouTube, you get many incredible clips. But by far the best one is Joe Duffy versus Nigerian Embassy, which is when Joe Duffy apparently takes on a call caller who had a run-in with the Nigerian Embassy, and I suppose he obviously, you know, puts the Nigerian Embassy in their place. Joe Duffy there, just uh, what a man, an, an incredible fella. Christy Moore then. I'm not sure how many of our listeners out there are Christy Moore fans. 
especially because the list, the average listener seems to be 13. But Christy Moore is this kind of like iconic figure within Irish music. He is the man who uh, brought you many, many songs, uh, but especially my, my little Honda 50 or Don't Forget Your Shovel If You Want to Go to Work. So, and he's renowned for closing the eyes, really squinting the eyes and playing the guitar and giving a little spiel before he actually does his songs. Well, he is also renowned for another thing, which is being incredibly pissed off at when people either sing along to his, uh, his concerts or when they simply talk in the background. And he wasn't afraid to show this frustration earlier on in the week. He was, he's doing a residency currently in Vicker Street, um, and the 76-year-old decided to uh, go on a bit of a rant. He, uh, he, <laughs> the, the tweet says, Christy taking no shite. So this is Christy Moore, as, as, as promised, taking no shite. I'd like to apologise to anybody sitting near those wankers up on the balcony there. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear me, but fuck, I can hear you. All right, fucking gap, gap, gap. Get your money back and fuck off. I'm Christy. That was Christy Moore, 76 years of age, getting a little frustrated and telling his patrons to fuck off. Just, I mean, what a man. Uh, apparently, he's, apparently they were talking quite a bit, which is when he decided to tell them to fuck off, call them wankers, and refund their money. He, in many ways, I think you could describe him as like the Tupac of Irish country music. He just seems to have like a history of all of this kind of stuff. He's, he's apparently, many people have called him contrary. Uh, certainly no, no Bob Dylan. Very, very interesting man. Uh, in terms of his songs then as well, I was just looking through some of his songs because, uh, I mean, why not? But apparently some of his biggest hits include My Little Honda 50, Don't Forget Your Shovel If You Want to Go to Work, and best of all, Weekend in Amsterdam. Christy Moore, I wonder what Christy Moore, uh, picture of him picture of him here if I can get it. Christy Moore, I really do wonder what exactly he's doing in Amsterdam. The Late Late Show then. I watched The Late Late Show in chunks, in pieces, uh, throughout the night. I seen that intro. I couldn't understand how it really related. Two or three minutes, uh, it seemed, of just wasting budget. But anyway, they eventually got to the theme, and we had Ryan Tuberty dressed like somebody you would never, never leave around your children. You just never would. Uh, But... You know, I suppose if if you work in TV, maybe there's certain privileges. So Ryan pulls it off anyway. He's wearing a big Lion King costume. And then one of the interesting things I thought, you know, seen circulating beforehand was this idea of the Late Late Show drinking game. To me, if you need a drinking game to watch the Late Late Show, it's not a bit of crack. You're an alcoholic. Like some of these, here, let me pull this one. Some of these are just incredible in terms of, definitely having a problem like this one here drink if a toy doesn't work properly a celebrity appears tuberty mentions santa a child is singing there's one for everyone in the audience uh, a joke that the child doesn't laugh etc etc all the way down to uh, finish your drink if dust in the turkey appears uh, and uh, also waterfall your drink uh, if a parade of vehicles like 
you're setting yourself up there for a night of blackout drunkenness. But regardless, it went on anyway. It ensued, and the toy show went on. For me, at least, I do believe, though, that we may have witnessed one of the final toy shows. I think there might be five full toy shows left. And I'll let you, ex- I'll explain why. Because kids simply aren't looking for the vehicles or any of that stuff anymore. Like, in large portion, maybe they want a Nerf gun or two or a book or something, but most of it, most of it is just Roblox coins. It's FIFA points, it's Roblox coins, it's games on their iPad, it's iPads, maybe, uh, iPhone chargers, iPad chargers, uh, Roblox coins, protection from predators online, but it's certainly not the old school of, like, a handcrafted wooden boat or some kind of toy like that. So... I do think that we probably, we will see it at least being cut down. There is, in my opinion, there's absolutely no way that you could keep that amount of, of content when, the, like, the, the children simply aren't interested. The parents aren't interested because the children aren't interested. And ultimately, the only people left are a group of very dodgy individuals who like staying up late and watching kids play with toys. Not, not the best idea. Then there was the DJs as well who, I, I mean, they've taken the nation by storm, so fair play to them. It does strike me, though, that having 8- and 10-year-olds become, you know, become basically the proprietors of music, which is enjoyed, in my opinion, solely by those off their head on ecstasy, is a little odd. Uh, let me see if we, if we have the image here of these... Uh, uh, well, that, that's Tuberty. Here, here's one of the DJs. I think there was one DJ and one hype man... But anyway, they've, listen, fair play to them. They are all over the airways right now. But it does seem to me that maybe you're, you're definitely setting your child up. If you, when you land back from Magaluf or wherever and you say, here, kid, here's a, here's a set of decks, uh, or, or they ask for them for Christmas in a few weeks' time, you're setting your, ch- your child up to at least have a problem with vodka and probably pills. It's not the kind of healthy living lifestyle, in my opinion. Marty Guilfoyle is probably the only one. He's probably the only DJ who seems to be managing all right. Well, that, that was a toy show anyway. Speaking of toy shows, I suppose, we had this morning, and now you're saying, geez, it must be a slow news day when you're trotting out Liveline and This Morning. So essentially what we have is that This Morning fans apparently were left horrified. Now, who knows if they even were sober enough to realize what was going on. But apparently, a woman was brought on this morning, and she showed off her four grand, uh, her four grand uh, that, that she spends on her dog. Now, I don't know. Oh, it's just for Christmas. So the dog is in for a treat. Here we go. This is a woman uh, who looks very, very well-adjusted, and she has just spent £4,000 on her dog. His name is Fabio. And he's a one and a half year old Chinese crested powder puff. And he is the love of my Bobby, life. So where is he, he? Loves dressing up. Oh, I he see. Is there he is. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. Does he love dressing up or do you love dressing him up and you keep feeding him treats and slapping him on the head if he won't dress up? Genuine, I'm so sorry, I genuinely didn't. Could we see him without his glasses on? Can he take Hi, his glasses David. off? Hi, it's Fabio. Hey, Fab. Can he take his glasses? Of course he can take the... Well, I mean, of course she can take the glasses off. It's more like, will you please take the glasses off? This dog who should not be wearing glasses. He can take his glasses off. Of course oh, he can. There you are. He loves it, doesn't he? Oh, he's ecstatic. He loves it. Yeah, yeah, he really loves it. Does he? Absolutely loves it. 
You know what? When you have to keep saying he really loves it, I'm starting to think that he really doesn't love it. It's being dressed. He's like, in fact, he sort of goes into this sort of really relaxed mode when you put anything on him. So it's Sad like... <laughs> like depressed. He loves it. So when did you no start... No problem at all. When did you keep it on. When did you start spending the money you're spending on Fabio? Like, has he been like this since he was a puppy or...? or... Uh, What's uh, probably when my husband left. As soon as I had him, Dermot, uh, basically I had a little dog called Hugo. Look at that. Is that a Dior coat for your dog? Jesus Christ. And I was the same with him. Yeah. Um, but now I've had this grotto built as well for Fabio. I see. So this is Fabio's grotto. <laughs> yeah, we're and, in the grotto um, now. All his little Christmas things. <laughs> we're in the grotto now in ah. my garden. And we, we've got a sleigh here for him with a reindeer. So she's given the dog his own grotto, uh, which means it's just responsibility. You know, Fabio now has to clean up the grotto. But it, she's, all she's doing really with that whole segment is basically saying, hey, any robbers in the local area, come burgle me because I'm after spending four grand on my dog. There you go. Uh, I suppose, you know, the British uh, seem to have a bit of cash. And so they're deciding to spend it on their dog. Now, Buff Egan, um, he was almost lost uh, a few weeks ago. Recently, we almost lost him. Uh, very, very touching, very sad. Um, and, I mean, it's not like he, he died. It's more like he got lost in the loo. I, I believe he got lost in the loo in Port Leash. Uh, which is never a place you really want to get lost in the loo. Hello, or someone sees this, I went into the toilet in Port Leash and the doors are after being locked. The doors are after being locked. If anyone Leash Gia sees this, I'm, being, I'm locked into the toilet. Poor Buff Egan. I don't know if that's real or not, if that's authentic or not. Knowing Buff Egan, it probably it, it very much could be. But, of course, with all of these things, it then leads you down a rabbit hole of what exactly he has done for the last few years. Turns out he's done quite a bit, uh, and he's, you know, he's earned his fame, I suppose, in many regards. This is a brilliant comp compilation of Buff Egan's greatest phrases. And he keeps going like this, by the way. He keeps going with these phrases. I'm not sure if at the time he was thinking merchandise, merchandise, or at the time there was no thoughts in his head and this was all he could manage to conjure up. Apparently, he also has a beef with Rory's stories. Most bizarre man to have a beef with, to be honest. But, uh, you know, is it that simply on the GAA turf in Ireland, there can only be one relatable man, there can only be one man who makes Facebook videos to an audience of 50,000 people? A woman in Brazil, next story, a woman in Brazil has divorced herself. She is 31-year-old model, um, and certainly by looking at her, you would think, why exactly did you need to marry yourself in the first place? So, uh, this woman, anyway, has divorced herself. Here she is. You know, you, you like a beautiful woman. She's 31 there, Brazilian model. She married herself three months ago. Turns out the relationship did not work out. Uh, 
like many marriages, apparently 50% of marriages end in divorce. I'm not sure about how many marriages to yourself end in divorce. I'd say she may be setting the standard right now. Uh, But it goes on to explain that Chris Galleria was tired of relying on men and decided to marry herself in September. Imagine being a father or mother getting that invite. Oh, yeah, Dad, marrying myself. What? Yeah, so if you wouldn't mind, uh, you know, of course, the three grand you still give to the wedding, you know, because I'm having a big wedding. So please, uh, you know, manage to fork up a load of cash. We're going to have a great day. But the speech for the bride and groom will just be for the bride because there will be no groom because I'm marrying myself. Also, she is pictured there outside a, a church. And as I said to somebody, like, the church probably would not approve of marrying yourself They've, they're generally not liberal on, on many issues, and I'd imagine marrying yourself and then divorcing yourself would be a pretty, pretty much a big no-no in the church's book. Anyway, she has gone on and divorced herself there, so, you know, I suppose a uh, hard day, but ultimately she apparently has met someone else, so not too bad. Now, the to- I looked into the top 10 reasons for divorce inappropriate relationship with someone else, growing apart, falling out of love, I stopped fancying them, uh, one wanted children, the other did not, etc., etc. It falls to me that, you know, uh, there was certainly some cheating going on in this relationship, or there was an inappropriate relationship with someone else, and they definitely did grow apart. It all just makes it a little bit more difficult when they are the same person. All right, next story. A very interesting one here. The most law-breaking counties in Ireland have been revealed. So that's right, the most law-breaking counties in Ireland have been revealed. Leash, uh, no, not, not Leash, uh, your man has that, uh, Buff Egan has Leash on the top of my mind. Longford, in fact, Longford are the ones where there is apparently a shit ton of crime, a lot of crime. It strikes me that that's what happens when you spend 30 million on a new church. You remember that, that they spent a load of money on a new church? Well, uh, just to go back to this story for a brief moment, apparently the numbers um, are quite quite high. Um, I believe it's a hundred. Uh, so there you go, Longford, one hundred ninety eight people per one hundred thousand committing crimes, and uh, yeah, certainly. I mean, you look look at that church, thirty million they spent on that. You know, it strikes me, you know, somebody, somebody probably came to them and said, listen, this crime thing, it's getting out of hand, maybe a bit more police, a bit more police presence, maybe a bit more community funding, community, maybe build a playground that might keep them busy. Nah, sorry, we're building a new church. What? A 30 million euro church. Seems that maybe the church was the wrong suggestion there. Interesting, though. Uh, you know, it wasn't just Longford that have fared up there. Loud have also particularly uh, been riddled with crime, apparently. This, uh, so Loud, let me see, let me see the numbers for Loud. They are relatively high, quite high, you know, they're one of the, the highest here. Apparently, Loud are up there with the best. They are up about 118 per 100,000. Now, this is maybe, it's it's certainly a little surprising when you consider the fact that Louth are the home to the Leprechaun and Fairy Centre of Ireland. You'd think that that would keep the criminality at bay. They'd be just so busy with the Leprechaun and Fairy underground cavern that they just wouldn't have time for anything else. It turns out that that was just not true, and in fact, uh, they had plenty of time to go on Nick TVs or, or whatever they had to do. So, yeah, it turns out... Um, 
Loudon Longford, just be careful. Uh, then finally, and I think this story is really, really, truly excellent. There is an Oasis cover band who, along with 60, uh, 62 other people, have been snowed in. They were snowed in in a pub in Britain. Just an incredible story. So apparently what happened was snow and storms hit, which basically snowed them in. And in this pub, you have these 62 people who now had two or three or four, maybe even four days. Uh, I think it could be up to four days at this point of um, of being trapped indoors with an Oasis cover band. 61 people uh, went in and they are yet to emerge. There you are, there's the pub. Uh, for those listening, it's just a grand old kind of, um, I suppose British, it's quite a big quite a big place, but you can all understand it's mountainous type stuff, so you can understand how they got snowed in, but ultimately they did get snowed in with the fake Liam and Noel impersonators, the Oasis impersonators. Now, to be fair, it is much better than some impersonators. I mean, imagine getting snowed in with a Or Kelly impersonator, you know, especially after he's had a couple to drink, or a Bill Cosby impersonator, especially when he's been to Boots before he went to the pub. You know, there are worse people to end up, and I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, the music is good. Now, Wonderwall may get a little tiring after the 904th time it's being played, but yeah, so there you go. That is most of the stuff going on in the world that you definitely didn't need to know. Right now, we are going to go over to Keen, Keen O'Mahony, all about the Bunda, and see if it really is all about the Bunda. Well, he's the man who asked the streets of Dublin tough questions, everything from what's your body count to what people really think of Cork. But you may well know him as the man who said it's all about the Bunda. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Keen O'Mahony. Keen, how are things? Great to be here, man. Unbelievable. And oh, by great. the way, I, ne- I never said it's all about Bunda. I asked the question, what do you look for in a girl? And I guy said that. You know? I think so, you repeated it, though. You did eventually come to the conclusion that it was all about the Bunda. Well, yeah, true. I made some videos afterwards. That's because I was like a walking meme around Ireland. And around the whole of TikTok, really, that, uh, that, whole, that whole thing, man, is just crazy. Because like, I did hundreds of interviews before that one and i walked away from everyone thinking yeah we've got a good video today but it literally went viral and people from america were stitching the video they were duetting the video they were replying sharing and there were so many like women that got offended in the comments and i don't blame them because um at the end of the day like he's saying a body part like you know it's i don't agree with it i was just like people always say to me oh say all about the bunda because of kind of the meme and stuff i don't agree with it but like it's just it's kind of what made me big really that that whole thing it was it was an incredible moment like everybody i knew was saying it's all about the bunda (laughs) you you have i think the most viral moment of 2021 especially in terms of irish online content but before we get to that keen uh, let's go to the start where did it get started keen in terms of making public videos my first public video was posted on, I think, the 28th or 29th of May, which is only the summer, like. But I've actually made videos before that. Before that, I've been playing FIFA now. I don't all YouTube channels where I used to play FIFA. And I used to talk about, like, Liverpool matches because I was kind of a little bit into football and stuff. So from an early age, 
since about seven. I've been watching KSI and I've always wanted to be a YouTuber, but I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, you know, yet. Um, and how that actually came about was my, I was on my friends, my two friends, Dagum and Samuel, and I actually seen the Black Paddy, right? Fabu D a couple of days before that. And he literally went up to so many different strangers. Like, you could not believe it. I was like, hey, Paddy, how do you do this, man? You have so much confidence in yourself. And he just said, you just do it, man. Like, you don't really think of it. So I got dared anyway to ask people a question in public. So I said, yeah, let's do it. Um, so I asked four people. And the question was, what would you say to your ex-girlfriend or boyfriend if they were still right there? That was the exact question. And like... I think before that on TikTok, I was doing skits in my bedroom and they were getting a few thousand views. But that video got like 30,000 views, man. 30,000. And I was just blown away. I was like, what? 30K views? This is unbelievable. So then I did it the next day and then the next day. And the first three times were actually like, I wasn't really serious at it. But all three videos got above 30,000 views. And I was like, here, I'm going to continue this. I'm going to see how far this can take me, how far I can actually go with it. Uh, so initially I was kind of every second day I'd post sometimes every third day and it originated in Cork City which is my hometown that's where I'm from so every second day or so go do a TikTok ask another question here and there and then I transitioned into doing it every single day Uh, so I'd go out record two or three in the one spot and then yeah I'd do that every second or third day but what I was doing was I was dragging out one of my friends and there was, no, there was nothing in it for them. Uh, Oyo, Samuel, Dagum, another guy called Chen. He came out once or twice. And yeah, I just basically get them to come out. I'd say, here, would you record a TikTok for me in town? No bother. It was over the summer, like, and I was uh, when I finished fifth year. So I had loads of time on my shoulders. Wasn't working then. Um, eventually... What happened was I transitioned from going to Cork and now what I do is I go to Dublin every single Sunday to record with my cousin, Gregory Rogers' his name. He's also a TikToker, um, but it's handy the way I can go with him because I don't have to pay him or nothing because he does videos as well. And if you look at his page, I'm actually the cameraman. I'm holding his phone like this, uh, recording. A lot of people might know that. So we can record for each other. I don't have so to it's a, it's a family effort behind videos such as Does Size Matter? <laughs> definitely, definitely. And that's why I kind of, I stopped getting my friends there because I, there was nothing in it for them. Like I wasn't paying them or nothing. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I was do it know. hard, you know, you, you talk about Fabu D there and all of that stuff. Was it hard to keep going, especially, I suppose maybe the, the X question is probably a six or seven out of ten. But my God, Keen, some of the questions are ones that I might even think twice about asking. They are pretty, you know, pretty out there. Firstly, is it difficult to, to you know, to, to approach just people on the street as a fellow human being and ask some of these questions? <laughs> All right. Well, I will say now, Jack, right, some of the questions are extreme. And it's only in the last two weeks. I'm actually going to calm down a small bit. Uh, and I posted like two videos this week that got kind of hit. It was... Would you rather be dominated or dominate? Another one was like, uh, what do you, why do short men get less girls? And I was on about like, oh, would you want to pin up against the wall and stuff? What people don't know is they were actually recorded months ago. 
I've so many TikToks saved up now, Jack. It's unbelievable. And what I'm trying to do now until Christmas is just get them all out there and focus on kind of YouTube and other stuff as well as like going to the gym and shit. So I've actually a lot of free time. I've so many videos saved up. And rather than like maybe deleting them because they're extreme, I just want to post them out. But people think I'm still the same person. I'm actually, this is me when I had less followers and stuff and I wasn't really growing up and I just didn't give a fuck really. When you ask me about how do I do it, I just go up to people and I approach them and I this is what I do. Like every time I do a video, I say something along the lines of this. I go up to someone, sorry, would you mind if I ask you a question for a TikTok? It'll just be 10 seconds of a time. One question. It's either no or it's okay, I'll do it. And I always start off with a normal question, okay? So I might be like, um, what's your favorite animal or uh, should we put back the clocks, which is a recent one? And then we do that video. It's okay. We have a laugh about it. And then I say, thanks very much now for watching the video. Like, or sorry, being a part of it. And I said, there's actually one more video I'm trying to do. It's an extreme question. So it's what's your body count? Like, you don't have to do it now if you don't want to, because this is extreme. But if you really want to, uh, we can do it. And then majority of people, again, they say no. But then there's some that say, yeah. So then we do it, we get into recording, watch your body count. That's the only thing that people see. Afterwards, it's like, is that okay now if I post that? Like, and then I show it to them. Are you sure no, that's okay for me to post? And then they're like, the ones that make it, they say, okay. Uh, but people, some people just think, I just go up to people and say, do you know what I mean? I take that there. Watch your body count. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, it's do you like, want to make a TikTok there? Have you ever been dominated? Have, why does penis size matter? All of this stuff. You do actually ease them into, you know, you, you ease them into the deep end. You don't just throw oh, there's them no, in there. There's no peer pressure whatsoever. But it's not, there's none, none whatsoever, man. Uh, I couldn't live with myself if I was like that, honestly. But and of course, Republic Atelier and places like that have done what, if you, what you're doing and like to a much, you know, more extreme extent a few years ago. So it's, you know... And you it, Sorry, you have to remember. Sorry for putting you off, man. KSI is actually my idol. And back when he was making videos in 2012, 2013, he was doing public uh, videos where he was actually being awkward in public. And if you think my videos are offensive, then KSI was like me on steroids. I'm not even joking with you. Mm. Uh, and he's he's a guy I look up to a lot, really. I am. Um, has it ever kicked off when you're recording these videos? Has anybody ever, you know, maybe no. it's turned physical, anything like that? No, I'm just, it's probably how I am, like, because I'm a very chill out person. I'm down to art, like, well, I wouldn't say down to art. I'm just, I'm very laid back and I need to comfort the person. And because if I, if I sense the person is not comfortable with being on camera or doesn't want to, and maybe their friend is saying, oh, let's come on, let's just do it be five seconds. I won't, I, I, or else I'll just say, look, it's totally up to you. It's your choice. If you don't want to, do it that's okay that's totally fine do you know what i mean mm. uh but again that's that's the part the viewers don't see like well let's talk about let's talk about the all about the bunda video right so when that okay. kicks off what was what was that like because presumably you know when when those viral moments happen you start being added to random instagram group chats people get your yep. number all of it like just madness ensues from doing what you previously did what was what was it like when that video popped off it was madness. It was, it was absolutely incredible. For example, do you use Snapchat now, yeah? Like yeah. every person would. Every person uses Snapchat, yeah? And I use the same public account, 200,000 Snap score. 
I had to stop using it over that video because people were literally, oh yeah, I had to back everyone. And actually, you can call me like whatever for this, but I used to add people for views on my story for my like my TikToks and my YouTube video because I always, always I used to always put on my story because I wanted to kind of get it out there, get the message out there. I wasn't I wasn't spamming people. I just put on my story a lot, and that's why I added add everyone back. Uh, and literally, man, I got hundreds and hundreds of messages. Just people adding me to group chats, people ringing me every single day, and I had notifications on. So that was so annoying. And literally, I'd open a blue chat. Someone would just say, "Retard, faggot, cunt. You're so you're so cringy." But I just didn't need that, man. Because I learned that my real friends can contact me another way. They can ring me. I only give my phone number to a few people. They can ring me. They can text me off Instagram. That's what I use to text people. I do not use Snapchat because I'll tell you something, man, and people can back me up as well that I've experienced this. It's the most toxic app. Uh, it's the most toxic social media or texting app out there, by far. But if you're a normal person, which I'm a normal person, I just mean, if you're not on TikTok, if you're not in the spotlight, you can get away with it. But it's still toxic. I really do believe that. Mm. You know? So I'd encourage anybody to actually get off that app. So when when that particular video popped off, did it did it change much of your everyday life? Of course, I think it was over the summer, wasn't it? So, you know, maybe it takes a little while, especially going back to school in September and whatever. But even amongst, I'm sure, your family and people on the street, suddenly you go from maybe somebody who's a little recognisable to, like, Ireland's biggest face for a few weeks. <laughs> uh I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't call it that far like I mean yeah I was a meme but like people yeah. I think everyone has seen the video like uh <laughs> but have I changed no I've not changed at all what I would say is I'm I'm actually a different person before I did TikToks than I've made after TikToks and what I mean by that is I was very very shy extremely introverted I'd never go outside my house I was I cared what people thought I tried to be friendly with everybody people in my school people in my area I literally wanted to be friends with every single person that I could. And that was, that was me being dead honest. Like I just, I wasn't going anywhere in life. Like I was just, even to ask a random stranger for directions, sorry, I'm lost. Or can you direct me to McDonald's? I just, I wouldn't be able to do that because I was so shy, man. Mm. Uh, but when, when you ask people questions in public, uh, it just all goes. And I'm so much more confident in my own ability myself I'm just in a, in a far better place because depression did get to me back back then, back when I was shy. And uh, going back to the extreme questions bit, when you ask people your body count, you do pranks in public, it all goes. Mm. I, I don't really do that because that's not who I am as well. It was to get out of my comfort zone. I needed to get out of my comfort zone one way or another. And for me, just being an absolute retard in public was just a way to get out of it. Mm. And um, all the all the f- kind of fame and attention and all the likes and the views and all of that stuff, did it have a positive or negative effect on your normal life, your school life, friends, things like that? Yeah, nothing changed, man. Nothing changed. The only thing was like, I am noticeable, and whenever I go out in public, I do get noticed by people in Cork when I do videos in Dublin, anywhere in Ireland I get noticed. Um, but I I haven't changed like who I am, who I hang around with, none of that. And are people say at your school are they more friendly, less friendly? Uh, 
I, I, I'd say there's some people that are actually more friendly than before, but I remember it because I have a fucking brain. I don't, I don't forget these things, man. So I remember I went to a Cork City match actually in Turner's Cross a few weeks back. They were playing Wexford. I did a vlog on my YouTube now. They won four and there was I picked out three guys that were actually nice to me at the game, but they before social media they were pricks to me. Mm. But I don't forget that shit, man. But I, I'm not the type of person to be like fuck off either because uh, I'd, I'd just be nice to them I'd just say hi you know 30 second conversation goodbye like yeah yeah uh, what was I going to say fucking well I mean I suppose you've got to an incredible point at this you know at this juncture as you say you've got a lot of TikToks and stuff to offload you know up, at, up to Christmas and past it. it what's the future is it public videos is it pranks are you going to lean into the black paddy anymore or is there you know what's coming down the pipeline uh well yeah man plenty more public videos to come plenty of pranks i don't see myself doing this for the rest of my life i mean when i'm 27 i might be doing something else but i want to make a career on social media i want to i want to make a full time on social media that's what i want to do because i have a real interest in it and it is it's a hobby as well and i love it like you know Mm. Uh, with the Black Paddy thing I just got inspiration off of him to do this kind of stuff and that's when I was really kind of depressed and do you know Gary V? yeah he's a he's a legend of a man like on TikTok when I was like feeling down do you know what I did? I goes I'm going to watch about 100 Gary V videos <laughs> and I'm going to literally believe everything he sells that was my way that was my escape and he was all about like you can do something on social media you just got to be you got to find your niche you got to be consistent and that's all you got to do, man. But you, you have to love it as well. That's the most important thing because if you don't love it, you're not going to make it because you're going to be money driven. That never works. Like I don't make a penny online. I don't make anything right now. My plan is to just be able to survive online. Keen, it's, it's been a pleasure. Usually what we do with guests is have a game. Are you up for a game? 100% for watch the game. <laughs> Hug, marry, fight. First, We've got Thomas Arnold, the two Johnnies, and Ryan Marr. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I haven't heard of Thomas Arnold, but I know the two Johnnies and Ryan Marr. So what is it? Hug, so, marry, fight. Yeah. So which one would you hug? Which one would you marry? Which one would you fight? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can't marry a two like so. I'd say I'd marry um, uh, Thomas Arnold. Okay. Uh, there's no point me taking on two lads, so I'd have to fight Ryan Mare and I'd, uh, I'd hug the two Johnnies, you know, because they're legends. Nice. Okay, Jim Flano, Robert Zujan, and Tyg Fleming. Hug, Mary fight. <laughs> oh, stop. Uh, yeah, Robert is, um, you'd have to get married. I'm not fighting him at all, but I fuck that. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't fight Robert Zujan? No, no, no. No, why? Well, he, he, he's older, like, but mm. he's fucking ripped, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose, but you you know he might not be able to handle himself. The Cork City scrapper, and I'm you not, might take. I'm not chancing it. I'm not chancing it. Uh, I'd marry Robert. I'd um I'd fight Jim Flanagan because he's my age, like, and what is a hug? I'd hug Tyke Fleming. Tyke Fleming, nice. Okay, this one, uh, Shauna the Sheep, uh, Nia Gal, and Leela Ecker. Hug, marry, fight. Uh... Leela Ecker, I've heard her. I know um, the one in the middle. What's her name? Yeah. And then Sean of the Sheep on the left. Yeah. Oh, um, 
I'll have to marry the one on the right because I don't know her. Okay. Leela uh, Anchor. Fight. I'll have to fight Shauna. I don't know if Ryan won't be happy with me. I'm fighting <laughs> him and his girlfriend. Like. <laughs> and then seems like a beef going on there. <laughs> and then uh hug Neil Gallagher, is that? Neil Gallagher, yeah, exactly. Okay, final one. Gordon Forbes, uh Kean oh, Costello <laughs> and uh, Marty Morrissey. Uh I I I'd scrap Keen and he's getting smacked out in the first round, but not mark my words, but he's getting planted head onto the canvas. Uh Marty Morrissey, I'd, Gordon Forbes. So I'd fight Keen on yeah. I'd I'd uh, I'd hug Gordon. You'd hug Gordon. And then I'd have to uh, marry him. And I'd scrap go. Gordon, to be honest with you. Um, I'd probably I know, he's a, he's a fellow Corkman, so I'll, Okay, I'll fair enough. So, what's what's your final answer again? I'd, I'd spark you, you know. I'd uh, hug Gordon. And then the guy on the right, I'd marry him. Marty Morrissey. You, Marty Morrissey. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> like, like, I, I actually know the majority of these people, but there's one or two I don't know. So, apologies to the people I don't know. Well, he has decided to fight Ryan Maher and his and his girlfriend, along with <laughs> half of of Irish TikTok. Well, Keen, it has genuinely been a pleasure. Uh, from what you know, kind of a Ireland's yeah. biggest meme, it shows that there's a lot more, uh, you know, be, you know, a lot more behind that man. It's been, as I say, it's been a pleasure, Keen. And as well, I just want to say, man, thanks a million for having me on the podcast. I've seen a few episodes you've done, um, fellow TikTokers you've had on. It's brilliant. And this is actually well overdue for the people that don't know. I've been extremely busy and I actually mean that, by the way. I could have been on this a month ago, but at least I'm on now. So, yeah, well, it's, it's great. It's great to have you on and hopefully at maybe another time we'll have you on again. Well, there there he was. Keanu, man. I love him, man. Thanks very much. Well, thank you to Keen and thank you to you at home for listening. We will be back, of course, next week with more stories, maybe even another update from Mr. Joe Duffy. 1850-715-815. And who knows what else. But for now, have a great weekend and we will see you next week.